Hello, hello, what's up? It's another week of Tasia Talks. I am your host, Tasia, and I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna give them a little introduction. They just gonna go right into it. <laughs> it's your girl, Red. We back at it. We're glad to have you here. Thank you for sticking with us, and we hope y'all enjoy tonight's episode. And it is Denise. Um, fall has arrived. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and along with it, so has football. I'm even more excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Not football and fall. Whew. Yes. Oh, football, yes. Fall. Like, there's nothing. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I am football and fall 100%. Football and fall just go together. Yeah, just yes. go together. <laughs> Tailgating season. Yeah. Y'all have fun with that. Is not interested. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready. I'm I'm with you, Denise. I'm with you. Yes, it's the best time of year, y'all. It so is. It's my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Sometimes I was excited. A little, a little excited about football and fall. Yes. Okay? <laughs> we don't really get a fall here in LA, so it's like okay <laughs> get excited about fall then we don't get one really in in florida we get a few leaves that change and that's pretty much it but you know we get a little cooler weather that's about it i don't even think the leaves change here and honestly this is a big state that's like baseball oriented so i don't think they go as wild over football but yeah well today we're going to be talking about relationships with jobs and careers as it relates to baby boomers we're skipping over gen x because and you know y'all might be a little bit forgettable and (laughs) (laughs) we're we're going straight to millennials and then we're going to try to throw in some gen z in there just for the reference of this particular episode baby boomers are from 1946 to 1964 millennials 1981 to 1995 and gen z coming in coming in late with that 1996 to 2010 oh wow looking at these gen z years make me feel a little older but i don't (laughs) mind do we do we think that there's a pattern or a trend because since we went baby boomer than the forgettable generation to millennials. Do you think this one after us is going to be also a forgettable generation? You know, I really think that you might be on to something. (laughs) I think you might, because like Gen Z has done a lot, like they, and and I'm I'm not saying that is good or bad, I'm just saying they (laughs) are they the um, generation of Tide Pods? Yeah. Yeah, that's them. (laughs) That's them. I have never seen a generation so hell bent on finding ways to kill themselves. Like, <laughs> it don't make Every no way. sense. They've been doing a lot of things, a lot of things, and I'm just like, you know, how you get like the flashback montage on a TV of like an excessive amount of things that they've done. Now they're like, what, hitting their teacher in school or something like that? Yes, these idiots literally have let a TikTok encouraged them to go in a school and slap an adult. Ooh, I saw them. I'm starting to wonder, why Why do we have to protect the children of the world? And <laughs> we, we need, need to, to protect we ourselves. Need to protect, right, we need to protect ourselves because... <laughs> we need protection. They out here trying to fight, and I know I grew up on Will John and the Sad Boys, yes. Juvenile. Knuck um, if you buck. Okay. Right, knuck if you buck. I will slap y'all. Don't 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 put your hands near me. <laughs> they don't know. These teachers are ready. Like there's a nationwide teacher shortage crisis because these teachers are leaving the profession left and right. Some of them gonna leave if some little kid try to slap them, but they ain't gonna leave quietly. Okay. They probably gonna jack that kid up for real. They gonna slap the wrong teacher at the right time. Why are you, first of all, why are you slapping teachers anyway when they're already the lowest paid, most important, one of the most important jobs? Like, I Cause just... TikTok told me so. Well. It starts at home. TikTok better step in when you're when you about to get your ass whipped too. Well, TikTok's gonna get sued. 
with this shit because that's the beautiful thing about um, our country and its litigious um, nature. You can sue the platform in this case. So the teacher who got slapped was it in Florida or was it here? I don't know where it was. It probably was in Florida. They can you know sue, <laughs> literally, they could do a, a class action lawsuit because if there's multiple teachers who have been um, slapped or assaulted, they can sue TikTok because they're the platform that made it possible for these little idiots to go on there and promote slapping teachers. And these children would not have done it, or the argument can be made that they would never have done it if they hadn't got the encouragement from that TikTok. I agree. So now they're liable. I just want to throw something out there, and I and I want to know if you guys have kind of heard this as well. So I've kind of heard the concept in reading some peer-reviewed journals that millennials work a job, but Gen Z create the job. They like they create their own jobs. Like they they kind of create their own genre to go into instead of just like taking over these other businesses or working these corporate jobs to get where they want to get where they want to get they kind of just don't care about the rules and regulations or any type of structure they just more so like this is what I want to do so I'm going to create a field for this in a way it's probably true I mean it probably doesn't apply to everyone in that generation because they don't have the opportunity but I believe that's probably true because you think about the fact that a lot of the people in that generation are the YouTube people, like they've become YouTube stars, Instagram stars, um, they've made these apps, you know, they've become multi-millionaires in their own rights, basically. So they probably have that mentality that, oh, I don't have to go work in this corporate job. I can just go and build me an app that helps other people find jobs right. <laughs> and be a millionaire. I will say this about, I, I do wholeheartedly believe that. I believe we are like the last of the individuals who are like, uh, let me try, let me try to work a little bit and see like how this is working out for me. But even we're at the point where we're like, nah this shit is not working like (laughs) this is not it this is not where I need to be but I do believe like Gen Z doesn't really fit that mold they're more so like let me create my own experience I don't want to work at someone's job I don't want to do these things I kind of just want to eat Tide Pods (laughs) and (laughs) act a fool so in order to do that I have to create my own lane in which I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. I don't know. But how does... I think also it differs because the baby boomers are were just like, you have to work. Like, there's no... There's no other option. You work, you retire, you die. I think so, that's the key right there. The options were limited. I, agree. I don't. I don't know if I feel like the options were limited, but they were less likely to take the chance. Well, yeah, and then they also some still did have limited choices. Like I think about the women during that time specifically, and how there are a lot of jobs that women were not able to get. Um, like you, you think about all the women in that generation who were the first to be hired someplace, the first female to be in some job because women were just, you know, getting into certain spaces, into certain fields. And so that was increasing opportunities for, you know, the next generations to come. So I don't know, maybe it's just like this trickle down effect where we just, things have just changed with technology and I don't know, our society is just on the toilets basically I mean TikTok is a prime example like people are making money off of really they're not really doing anything you know they're getting all these followers and they're basically able to sit at home and make these crazy videos and get paid for it so technology I feel like to a certain degree has allowed people to I don't know be kind of lazy in a sense just because technology has made it 
easier for them to get money just doing really nothing. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a, another point that was brought up in another article that I read and it said that millennials are the the dying generation of having both, like being able to do both. Being able to be technology savvy but also can still like possibly survive in nature if a crisis happens. <laughs> I like, agree. <laughs> we're, we're like the breed, the, not the breed, but we're like the, the generation that we, we're, we're pretty balanced. Like if we need to get in there and do some be technology savvy, then we can do it. But also if an apocalypse happens and we need to know what damn berry won't kill us in the woods, we're more likely <laughs> to know that you know what I'm saying then Gen Z who is like can I look it up on the computer uh can I look it up on my phone can I find it on you know some some type of electronic and you know if the apocalypse comes you're not finding nothing the, the internet's gone baby gone <laughs> so I did read that and I thought that was very interesting especially being that you brought up technology and it was like literally the information in the books and stuff is kind of dying out with us because if it's not easily accessible then um most gen z people aren't going to go you know search for it you know the truth is i don't think i have too many gen z people in my friend group like i'm not too familiar with Gen Zers, I don't think. My sister's a Gen Zer. How old would they be again? Like you said, till 2010. You said 1996 till 2010. Yeah, I think they'd be around like anybody under 26. I'm thinking. My sister. 26 right now? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I. I think I know. I know some of them, but I'm not close with any of them. Like anyone in that age range like majority of all the people I work with are in the millennial age range um, some of them just turning 30 you know but still you know they're 30 and up there or whatever well my experience with them they want to do as little as possible and get paid they don't want to have to be a, they don't like being on time and I don't want to like <laughs> let me not generalize that but I was working with a lot of Gen Xers and it was like their whole thing was I could just get another Gen job. Z or Gen I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gen wait, my sister's generation, 98. Z. Gen Z. Yes. Gen Z, they act like they can just go get another job. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Gen Z said my loyalty is lies with myself. Okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um I will say that my experience with most Gen Z's is very, I don't want to like, I, I don't feel like this is down talking them. I feel like they don't take responsibility serious and they also don't feel, and this is just in my experience. I know this is a very generalized statement. I don't mean every Gen Z person, but the ones that I have experienced, they don't really respect um, kind of just like, the culture of knowledge and the culture of um, having like a responsibility and, and actually being dedicated to it. But I, I see that as a good and a bad because let's be real, these jobs out here and even some careers, they treat you like we don't owe you anything. And when they're done with you, they'll let you go. And I feel like the carefreeness that Gen Z has, it, sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad because it teaches them to not have um, consistency and not have like um, the ability to really show that they can stick with something. So I feel like that's the bad part of it, but the good part of it is they don't feel like they're bound to just sticking to one thing. They don't feel like I have to do this for 12 years or I owe this company something or I I have to stick with this long enough to get some type of merits. They have a carefree attitude. Well, I don't want to do this, 
you can't make me do this for whatever you whatever you're paying or whatever rules you have and I'm gonna choose to go do something else that I actually like that I feel will give me or out of life or even just because I don't want to do this shit <laughs> like <laughs> so I feel like they have I feel like that's a double-edged sword but I also like I said I feel like this generation Gen Z doesn't really take things serious they just don't see the point well I think the other thing is that they're super duper young you know they probably haven't had the life experience that's going to pretty much push them into another type of thinking a more mature sophisticated thinking where you're not responsible just for yourself anymore you know when they start getting older getting married their parents start aging and they have to pretty much carry the weight of the world which is what you know our generation is now coming up to that point like our parents are getting older you know we're gonna have to take care of them we're gonna have to pretty much keep this world going you know governments and all that horrible stuff once they get to that point you know it might look different but the other good thing is is they have the millennials we have they have us we've had a little bit of a different mentality when it comes to life and to work and so like striving for that balance that's why you've seen a shift in how facebook operates how google operates how some of these other big corporations that are run by millennials operate because they put the importance on people rather than you know work and hopefully that'll help balance it out once these Gen Zers get further along in their life and, you know, they stop eating Tide Pods and they start <laughs> using Tide Pods to clothes. So. Do they I don't wash clothes? <laughs> they don't no. Wash, maybe they don't wash clothes yet, but they're going to eventually wash clothes. And hell, <laughs> maybe one of those little Tide-eating Tide Pods Tide pod eating little kids over there will eventually create a Tide pod that you cannot eat. Mm-hmm. You know, you know like- I think that I don't think that it has so maturity in my in my in my vision. Let me just go with that. I see where you are saying that it plays into a maturity aspect, but I don't even think so because I'm thinking back on my experience, and this is just my experience. Let me reiterate that. I'm thinking back on my experience and how I experienced my other millennial friends at the ages that these children are currently at. And I can tell you, we was not doing none of this shit. Like we weren't even thinking on this level to do this, this type of shit. So it's like, I really don't think it's maturity. I really think it has a lot to do with them living in a society where they don't have to learn like the values that we had to learn like patience patience is like or the virtues that we have to learn patience is very important but they live in a society right now where patience is not valued and i I mean that because everything's quick fast everything's immediate you need information it's immediate you need to go somewhere it's immediate you you have kids who are super super young who have cars they can't even drive the cars but they have a car (laughs) like it's just like everything has become right now immediate i have it now commercials they've been 30 seconds now commercials are like 10 seconds gone next or shows you you could sit down and have like an an hour show but most of those shows that you see that are that used to be like hour-long shows or even 30-minute shows now they're on streaming streaming um platforms and not coming on like a regular tv the shows that's coming on regular tv it's like 10 or 11 minutes they put some commercials in between and the shows are full of colors and mixed media and sexual innuendo like there's so much going on but you know who has driven all of that satasia do you know who is at the the wheel of all of this stuff that's happening right now the fast pacedness the changing in the tv the changing in the ads the changing in all these fast-paced changings that gen z is experiencing and like benefiting from 
it's not coming from their generation. They're not the ones creating it. Our generation is. We're the ones who have made this life for them because we also have part of that mentality. Y'all remember not so many years ago, there were tons, tons of like, you know, like talks and um, ads and everybody was talking about how millennials you know you know they don't they don't look at jobs the same way like they were having to train people like corporations how to pretty much employ and how to work with millennials it was a huge deal because our mindset was so different from the baby boomers and the gen x right above us so there's been this shift and that shift has been created by the millennial group and all these things that these little kids are experiencing is made by our group because 26 year olds there's only so many 26 year olds in that group the rest are are still young either in college or about to graduate from college they're not the ones producing all these things they're not the ones at the you know at the fingertips they're the ones just behind the scenes mostly so i don't think i wholeheartedly agree with you that we started the shift but my argument wasn't who started it or you know who began it it was that I don't think it's related to maturity. I think it's related to the direct experience that they have cultivated for them themselves. Oh, excuse me, cura- that they have had curated for them, and how they experience this curation and and take it like to the next level. Because let's be honest, we you know we did start some of this, but Gen Z has taken it to the next level. It, it, it was it was never at the capacity that it is right now when we were doing it. And granted, yeah, that's like who started the, the rolling snowball. We started it, but at the beginning, <laughs> the rolling snowball wasn't that big. And now it's, it's a totally different thing. It's not even a snowball anymore. It's, it's a, the whole snowman, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like I, my, my whole point was that it, I don't feel like it's directly related to maturity. I think there's that's the, an element of it because that's an element of everything. If, if you look at every single generation, they've gone through that maturity and like sophistication because when you get older, you look at things differently. You prioritize things differently than you are when you're like younger. Like um, when I'm in college, I didn't really give a shit about jobs. I didn't really give a shit about anything, you know, like I didn't really want to work. But then I got a little bit older and I realized, okay, I don't like to be poor. So I need to get a job. And I, hopefully I can find one that I'm like passionate about or whatever. Like, I don't but know. But you see that point that you just made? You said, I went to college. A lot of Gen Z is like, nah, I'm not even, I don't want to take that path. That's just not even something that I consider even worthy of doing. A lot I don't know them. what the percentage like I don't I didn't know there was a significant decrease in college enrollment in the past like couple of years I, to my knowledge most schools around here have increased their like freshman classes significantly with incoming students so I don't know if it's the case that like there's a percentage of them not going to college I don't know I mean a lot of them are basically not wanting to have to pay student loans like they're looking at us with all our student loans and they're like nah I'm a pass like that's what I've been been hearing from like my sister's generation a lot of them don't want to go to college because they don't want that bill they see us out here struggling with jobs even after we graduate not working in our field um i don't know the percentage of it but i do know a lot of a lot of kids aren't young adults aren't going off to college based off the fact that they just don't want that gigantic bill and loans and student loans i've heard a lot of people just say like they just they don't see the the value in the paper they don't see it's not guaranteed like I just I've heard a lot of them just say that they don't see the value in it it it, they looked at the generation before and the value of going to college just doesn't benefit them in the same ways and they don't get the end result they want as quickly so it doesn't seem like something of importance to them Yeah, so, I mean, 
I see here. Let me look online because you know, like we 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 gotta use our 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 Gen Z counterparts. We are gonna look online and see. <laughs> Google. <laughs> let's let's use the Google. Okay, but let's be honest. Them little Tide Pod chewing <laughs> motherfuckers. They didn't create Google. They didn't even know what was when they were crawling out of their mama's vajayjay. Okay, it's Google still using it for right. a long time. So basically, we created Google. What is this? What website is this? This is, um, I think. Um, no, I'm not reading them. This, this is Wall Street. I'm not. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Let me go to another article, just because I just don't. I'm not reading from them. Let's go to Business Insider and see what they have to say about the decrease or increase in college. Um. Okay, it says here at Timely MD, new generation of college students. It's, it's not talking about necessarily the percentage of students that go to college, but it's saying that they're more likely to take care of their mental health, which we, I mean, this generation, I don't, I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but they are more heavy on the let's get some therapy boo get like go go fix yourself um and get where you need to be but i don't see whether there's an increase or decrease in the statistics of going to college well wait 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 let's see Oh, is saying that they're choosing to go to two-year colleges. That's beautiful. Versus millennials who chose to go to four-year colleges because they would rather have a trade mm-hmm. and go straight into doing something versus having a four-year degree. And you want to know why? Because of us, we already know that. We told them that. <laughs> There has been a huge shift because I I still work in the the field of higher education. I've been around since 2012. Didn't really mean to go into it. But there has (laughs) been a huge, significant push to really drive students to go to two-year technical schools, learn a trade because trades were becoming like, you know, stereotyped as, you know, they don't want to do that. Like they didn't see the value in getting a certificate that only takes a year to become like a diesel mechanic and making six figures rather than going to a four-year school. So like the Lumina Foundation, Bill Gates Foundation, all of these huge corporations and organizations in the past like 10, 15 years have been really pushing that hard. So I'll read this because this play this is confirmation basically of what we've already stated, but it says Generation Z in the workforce. Generation Z are, excuse oh, that was horrible. Generation Z, I don't even know why it, it came out like that, <laughs> are less likely to be employed relative to, to their same age counterparts in earlier generations. According to the Pew Research Center, one possible reason the priority is school nationwide, 41% of Generation X were working in 1986 and 27% of millennial teens were working in 2002. This rate continued to fall, landing at just 18% of Generation Z teens working. So like what I was saying earlier, just they don't want to take the narrative of even going that job route. Like they don't, they don't value that. They rather create their own venues and ways to make money and do things. So of course there's going to be like a decrease in the same things that we valued and even what our parents and our parents' parents valued, you know? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just like you don't want to do what your parents did and then like your parents will tell you, don't do what I did. So yeah, I was out there working and whatever. You should go to school. Or, you know, I went to school. You should go and find out what your passion is. You know, create your own business or whatever. So it's just that change in mentality that goes from different generations. So I don't know what the generation below Gen Z gonna do shit. They gonna just be like, 
all on welfare or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> not I don't know. They probably I don't know. Set the world you on can fire. Only create, you can only create so much, you know. Like, I love having options. Lord knows it's wonderful. But even when you have so many options, things get overlooked. Like, not every single business is going to thrive. It just isn't because there's so much competition. You know how many... And I know I'm going to get so much flack for this, but I'm going to say it because I don't care. You know, <laughs> you know how many damn boutiques and weave stores they got now? Like, <laughs> it's talk about it. Y'all. And, and I'm not I'm not saying this to be funny, but if every person has a damn boutique, y'all all are buying from the same vendors. Let's not act like there's some magical vendors out there who are all different and sell completely different things. And the only thing that you may be doing differently is altering what you receive so that you can put your own touch to it. But come on, we don't need 20,000 boutiques. We don't need 20,000 people selling bundles. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm just, I can't. And then like, even now the influx in like, the spiritual community everybody wants to read be you know read cards everybody wants to be making crystal jewelry like I get it I definitely get it do what you're passionate about but let's just be honest everybody can't sell clothes everybody can't be a spiritual guide like in that community every you have to literally Not everybody can be a motivational speaker. Right. I'm so sick of these motivational speakers, right? Right. Okay. Never, not relationship uh, coaches. Come on. Like, life coaches. Listen. Like, why don't you go coach your own damn life and shut up? <laughs> right. Take your own advice out here trying to give people advice. For real. Which I'll most of life. I'll so take I really a hard don't pass. know what the generation after Gen Z is going to do because <laughs> the world might be on fire by the time they get here. Who knows? But. <laughs> The way that these Gen Z's act, I don't know. We're going to get some. But you know what? That does speak to another point that we made as well. That our relationships with jobs and careers, we, we stayed on jobs we didn't like. We experienced being in, you know, like positions or even education that we didn't really agree with or like just because we were, and I'm going to say it like this, we were sold this damn dream. That is just not true. It's just not true. Um, Being told to be loyal to a company. And then when that company, you know, the higher ups want to have more money and want to save more money and not have to pay you a a basic living wage, they fire your ass. And then you spent 20 years at this company or 15 years or however long to get fired with no no benefits, no severance package, no anything. It's kind of just like, okay, we'll find another job. Or you stay loyal to these companies and honestly, you don't get promoted. They look over you to the person who did every fucking thing wrong and promote their asses. Like, I just think, I feel like our relationships with these jobs are a lot different than the current experience with Gen Z and even with baby boomers. Baby boomers would take a lot of shit. I mean, they would stay on a job until the damn plant closed down or wherever they were working literally closed down or either they closed down. Like, they would never leave. I know, you know, I know some baby boomers when I used to work for the state of South Carolina. When I tell y'all they've been on these jobs 20 years and they don't take their time off, they don't take their PTO. They, they are forced into taking it after they've been there so long and the days will just drop off if they don't use them. But I'm like, can you imagine needing a mental health day or needing a day to yourself and saying, no, I'm gonna work 365 days and not take it off and feel bad about taking it off? Mm. Let me tell you something. If you give me five days, baby, I'm taking off three, okay? 
Period. I don't care. You're not about to make me feel bad about giving me paid time off. They were brainwashed. They were brainwashed by the generations above them. Just like, so the baby boomers were brainwashed and then they brainwashed the Gen Z one, the Gen X right above us because even those mother truckers, you know, they stay in those jobs for the state, like for eons and just at like, oh god forbid you know i take another job or oh i should be so thankful for this job and you should be too or no you shouldn't take all this leave because they look at it a certain way what the fuck like, right why are they looking at it a certain way you trying are to kill trip you to not take a vacation take leave. like they they make you feel as if you should feel bad for taking leave like what right. the hell mentality is that why did you give us leave? You know what? It's so... Why would you give us leave if we weren't supposed to take it off? It was, right. Then why are you so concerned about it, too? And you know what's funny? It's it's something that's brainwashed. And some even some of the millennials have picked up on this. Because I worked with this girl who was younger than me. She's got to be at least, at least six or seven years younger than me maybe even more she may just have turned 30 or 31 i'm not really sure but either way she became a manager at another agency and i remember we went to lunch with another co-worker and she was talking about how it was coming up to the holidays and almost the end of the year and so she went into you know the system to see her um employees um leave pools and everything and she knew that there were some because they were older that had leave that they're going to lose and so she wanted them to pretty much give her a plan for how they were going to like she wanted to know what their schedule was going to be for leave for coverage but then she also wanted them to make sure that they had a plan to make sure they don't lose their leave or whatever I'm like they're older than you they've been working in this office longer than you they've had pto in the state system longer than you've been in the state system and you over here worried about their leave i'm like girl please if i got that email from you i'd be like what the fuck okay like why are you all up in my business like for real coverage is one thing but you tell me what i need to be like doing and concerned about my leave that's pushing the line I used to have, you know, like when when I worked there, I used to have some of the older crowd, the ex and the, the baby boomers, they just go, oh, you know, well, you're taking a lot of days off or, you know, you got to make sure you have days that people, <laughs> they look at you when you don't have any days. Um, let me tell your ass something. First of all, if there, whenever there's people asking for hours from the lead pool, that means that they're they're utilizing their days okay so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna utilize my days if i don't have any days then i'm gonna be doing the same thing as those other people asking for some leave from that pool or maybe maybe just maybe y'all should offer more days because working that many days a year weighs every year is weighing down on somebody's body and life Uh happens literally life happens you have people who have kids that have to figure shit out make something work because you want them to be there 40 hours a week 40 hours a week and we're only our our what you call it time is only 37 and a half we only get paid for 37 and a half to stay covered. right but they want people to work overtime or and you, i'm like for what like or two this things. ain't my job this ain't my you only office. get my name in on the dough two days off most people only get two days off or if if even if that you get two days off or on top of that if you have a salary job you're working more hours anyway like right. they're gonna find a way to get around allowing people to do to, to fucking just rest and regenerate it's crazy it's absolutely ridiculous I remember thinking to myself just like why are we working five days and off two? Why why are we not working three days and off four? Or right. why are we not working four days and off three? Like, why are we literally working five days and off two days? Right. And, and why top- is it? Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and on top of that, why is everything open like eight to five? That's literally like, it doesn't make sense. 
men. You know, men are the pretty much the they they made all this crap. But you know what? I don't understand why I will have to get a letter from my supervisor telling me that I only have like three days of leave left in my bank. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, do I not have access to the system to see how much god doggone leave I have in there? Y'all, you know what? I suffered 13 years in state government. Suffered with a capital S. I never thought that I would get out of it because they make you think that there isn't anything better and you should be so grateful to have a job and blah, blah, blah and talk about the benefits. And guess what? The benefits are shit. Yeah, they're not even that good. They're they're really not. Like they and then you know they tell you, oh well, well, healthcare used to be free. Well, whoop the fucking do. It's not free now. I'm okay. Hell ain't. And then they would just be like, you know, like, oh, you know, and everyone, you know what the culture of it is? Everyone gets so excited about these state and federal jobs. And it's like they like, oh, you got a state job, you got a federal job. And it's like, yeah, but I have to deal with a lot of bullshit. Like, it's not as as awesome as you really think it is. Like, there's a lot of systematic racism. There's a lot of, like, oppression, even within your departments. There's a lot of, of shaming. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of politics. Too. Right. Very, very much so. All of these jobs that are state and county and federal when I tell you they are so politically driven, <laughs> so politically yep. driven. Because your agency can exist today, and then all it takes is one legislative session to wipe your ass out. Right. <laughs> but I think that Gen Z just has a different relationship with with these companies. I still stick by what I say is they just they don't see the values the same. They're like, I don't have to do this shit and I'm not. And kudos to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying mm-hmm. don't have any stability. I'll have stability. Think about your decisions. But shit, sometimes I wish I would be like, I don't, I don't have to be here and I'm not. Bye. And guess what? The ones that do get jobs at Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and all these other places that I have to go eat at or whatever, they have that mentality. Like, legit. I go to Zaxby's and I see it. They don't give a shit. They couldn't care less. Oh, you want a drink? You, you ordered a drink? Oh, here you go. Right. Oh, you want a straw, too? Oh, damn, you be asking for much. <laughs> or even That's they'll the mentality. Go, they'll go, oh, I don't care. This ain't coming out of my check. And just give you... <laughs> give you a whole bunch of free stuff you like okay they do not care let me tell you that is one of the reasons why i'm glad i don't own like a franchise or something and if i did i'd probably hire older people because these kids and gen z whatever i wouldn't hire them to work at all they have do you no know they're, they were actually trying to pass some regulations and laws and they're doing it now at a lot of um like food companies like you know like Burger King and I don't know if they're doing it specifically at Burger King but I'm giving examples of the the restaurants that I'm talking about they were actually trying to pass some rules and regulations that you cannot work certain positions over a certain age because they don't want to have to raise like minimum wage in certain spaces because they were saying like these jobs that you want us to raise minimum wage for weren't meant for like 30 and 40 year olds they weren't meant for like 28 year olds they're meant for like teenagers so a lot of jobs now what they'll do is in a way they'll my friend was just like filling out a a job application for one of these fast food restaurants what they'll do is they'll classify specific jobs as like you basically can't be over a certain age and work that job because of what the job requires. Mm-hmm. So is I was that like, even going to work? Like, is that going to pass? Because it seems like there's a little bit of an element of ageism and discrimination in there. They're doing it. They are actively doing it. I'm not saying I see a sa- lawsuit coming because, I mean, you think about certain areas where you have limited access to certain jobs. So, like, small towns, like, you know, BFE USA when you only have so many job opportunities available and the working population is a little bit over that threshold, that's not going to fly. What they have been doing is say 
you want to work at and I'm just I'm giving Burger King as an example I'm not saying that Burger King does this because I really don't know they're hiring or firing or whatever they do but say you want to work at Burger King right what they'll do is job let's say the lowest job they have there is cashier they will have a range where that cashier will not go over a specific range like at all it's substantially lower than it used to be because someone 28 is not typically going to take that but a teenager will so it kind of puts it in the realm of like oh this is geared towards a teenager this job is geared towards a 20 something year old this job is geared towards and you know somebody who may be in their 30s because if you're going to be hired here in your 30s, you need to be like a manager or you need to have more responsibility. So they have been, and I even heard my friend say like, I don't know whether he said it was like on the application or whether it was like in the book, the employee book, but it was basically like these jobs have this responsibility and are more of a perfect fit for teenagers and young adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, they put, like, that type of language in it. Maybe it's more of a preference rather than a requirement. Because, I mean, they can get around a preference. If their preference is to hire a certain age range, as long as it's not written in stone, like, it's a requirement saying you cannot get that job because you're a certain age, and no one can pretty much prove that they're not able to get that job because they're a certain age, then they can get around it. So that's what they're doing now is preference, but they were trying to pass like rules and regulations and like different, I don't know whether they were trying to make it a law or like a state code that certain people can't take certain positions over a certain age. Like, and I, I, I don't think that that ever even went through or anything like that, but it literally was an argument. It was an argument that was really taken to try and implement these things in place. Like these jobs are, these companies didn't want to hire 28 year olds because there's more pressure to pay a 28 year old for a cashier job because that 28 year old might have a child. That 28 year old has to pay for health insurance. That 28 year old can't be claimed. They have to offer more money because that 28 year old is going to have, most likely going to have more bills. Mm-hmm. So it was like these companies trying to not not fall into that range of having to pay their employees more um, for less work or for what they deemed as less work. That's very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was crazy. It started with the whole um, they wanted minimum wage to be fifteen dollars, and it was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a cashier job but only somebody who's older would want $15 versus a high school student they're okay with seven or eight dollars well see the thing is is like people anybody who owns a business and makes the argument about oh if I have to pay that much more money then I won't be able to have the blah 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 no it's bullshit the thing is is that people need to get paid a living wage it's called a living wage for a reason and these people who are working these jobs they deserve that whether they're 19 20 28 whatever because even a 21 year old kid could be living on their own whether they you know age out of foster care when they were 18 or whatever and they didn't have any sort of stability you know like people who make that argument are just I get it, but then I don't get it because right. even that person will want to get paid a living wage. I like, don't get it at all. And I make like it people work. People who are making that argument are individuals who are profiting immensely off of other people, and therefore mm-hmm. they do not want to have to relinquish some of that pay. And I'll I'll conclude with this. And a lot of people don't know this. Minimum wage, living wage, was created to sustain a family of four, a a standard, this is what it was classified, a standard family of four, which included um, a mom, a dad, and two children. Now, I'm not saying that that should be the the standard family. I'm just going by what what this was originally created for. Right. Um, But it was supposed to be for a family of four, to be able to sustain and pay all of their bills, buy food, things of that nature. 
So this was way back when. I'm talking about way back when. But what's happening is people are looking at minimum wage and they're not realizing that the creation of minimum wage was for a family of four. And they're thinking of minimum wage as enough to sustain yourself. And that's still not even enough to sustain yourself, especially when you have inflation and over time, all of the the, the prices of things go up. So I'll, I'll leave it with that conclusion that if you really, really, really want to understand what's being driven in our society and in and, and the relationships with jobs based on, you know, baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, it's an ever-growing process to realize where these rules and regulations are coming from, how to fight to change them, and what is the end result if we don't change some of these rules and that's what we're getting now with gen z they don't give a fuck they're like we don't care we're not gonna live by it so hey i think this was a very interesting conversation i'm i'm still like fired up about it so i might go read some stuff (laughs) (laughs) i gotta continue to research how about y'all being the non-political ones yourselves, like not liking politics? You know, part of the one of the ways that we can change all of these rules and regulations, more of our generation running for office. Our Congress is made up of old ass motherfucking Here she people. Go. Here she goes. They don't have any relationship with millennials or Gen Z because they don't understand us. They're not working. They're not living our lives. They're like 78 years old. Just go ahead and say they have no connection with they work no in general. Mm-hmm. They in should general. not be making the rules for us. They need to go home to their retirement homes and shut the fuck up. Okay. I will second that. I'm sure Red will third that. Thank <laughs> you for tuning it. in. If you want to follow me, Tasia underscore talks on Twitter. And I'm Red at Lil Red Rider on Twitter. And I'm PD Rocks at Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all you over here looking at my Nikki Kins, he knocked out on the floor. Y'all should see. So so if you want to say something nice to us, definitely Tasia Talks Podcast at gmail.com. I promise I'll check it this week. But again, <laughs> this week. But again, that's Tasia Talks with the S. Tasia Talks Podcast at gmail.com. Same time next week, you guys. Every Wednesday, 4 p.m. PST. 7 p.m. EST, and we'll see you next week. Later.